Today on CityCast Salt Lake, it's our new Wednesday tradition of talking about the best things in our city. Today, local hikes. Outdoor recreationist Olivia Juarez is the Public Lands Program Director with Green Latinos and the host of Utah Silvestre podcast. We're talking about what makes a great hike, in our opinion, and in the opinion of those of you who called and wrote in. It's Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Olivia Juarez, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. It's great to have you back. I'm excited to talk to you about hiking, something that I think you quite like. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up in Tuella, so romping around the Ochre Mountains is one of my favorite pastimes and present times because you can bring dogs anywhere in the Ochres, which I love. Oh, I didn't know that. What is it that you love about hiking so much? Exercise. I'm a person who very much needs to have hard physical activity to protect my mental health, to be a nice, kind person. I get that. Hiking is something that I know that I can start working really hard in a very short amount of time and get my blood flowing and uh, get, you know, start getting sweaty and breathing deep. Um, And for me personally, when I'm in that kind of space of like demanding physical activity, it's really easy for me to meditate in a way to to clear my mind. And naturally that's going to be amplified when you're surrounded by trees and you're on a dirt trail and there's birds calling in the distance and the skies above. Nature's, you know, uh, medicine in itself. And so is getting exercise and endorphins. So the combination of that all for me personally is why I love it. I feel calmer just hearing you describe it. Like I noticed my posture change just as you were like, there's trees, there's birds, (laughs) like all these things around you. I'm curious, have you had like any really like transformative moments on a trail? Like have you ever gotten to the top of a trail and been like, I need to change this thing or embrace something? Yeah. The first time I ever went camping in Southern Utah, I was about 19 or 20 years old. I was in college. I was down in the San Rafael Swell with fellow first generation students to do a service project. Um, And we hiked to this structure called the Pinnacle. It was one of those hikes where you're not really following a trail. You're just, there's maybe some cairns to follow. Um, you're scrambling. There's a lot of ways to get to the top, right? And I remember getting to the top and seeing the 360 view of the San Rafael landscape around me. And I had this super cliche, but absolutely true statement, like literal words that came from my heart that says, this is home. This is where you're meant to be. That's the magic that in my experience and from what I've heard of a lot of people only happens when you're in nature, you know, not surrounded by your text messages and whatever else. (laughs) Well, and I think that's like one of the most gratifying, like intensely gratifying things about living in a place like Salt Lake is, is, you know, at the end of a long day or at the beginning of a long day, like you can just scramble into these foothills and 
whatever you're looking for in a hike, whether it's like an amazing view or whether it's just like getting your heart going or some like deep breaths in some around some good trees, like you can have that in mere minutes. Yeah, absolutely. But that's given your uh, your mobile ability and like the actual transportation methods you have. I mean, yeah. there is no doubt that it is close. It's just that last little bit of connection from you know, getting up into the big cottonwood to even the foothills, that is a a common issue for accessibility to our trailheads. I'm curious, like, so we're here to crown, in your opinion, the best local hike in Salt Lake. But first, I'd love to set like a bit of a rubric. What are you, what makes a good hike for you? Like, what are you looking for when you're picking a local hike? Overall, the number one thing that's going to decide where I'm choosing to hike is if dogs are available. That's the number one Rubik. It's August. I want to go hiking. I'm probably going to go to Mill Creek. You're going to go to Mill Creek? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's one of you your You can faves. bring dogs. Most of the trails have a creek. Um, a lot of it's super shady. Um, and I also like Mill Creek for its options of intensity. Like some of the hardest hikes that you could do and in terms of at least gaining a lot of elevation really fast are in Mill Creek. I really love Alexander Basin. Like even if you don't make it up to Gobbler's Knob at the top, even when you're just in the basin, you're going for like three and a half miles. You're on a really steep trail and then you get this incredible view of the canyon and even the mountains beyond. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess another rubric thing that I have is uh, with the bikers. I think even days is when they let cyclists on the dirt trails, right? Yeah. Odd days are for dogs. Even days are for bikers. And I think it's a fabulous system. My understanding is that the way it's designated is on leash days and off leash days. So even days, dogs on leash, and that's because it's more bike friendly. And odd days, dogs off leash. And the idea is like, if you're a mountain biker, why would you want to bike around a bunch of off-leash dogs? And yet I'm constantly surprised how many odd days I hop on pipeline and there are a lot of bikes. So I think I kind of personally would love if we just called it and we were like, this is bikes, this is no bikes. It's not about leash laws. It's just about the sanity of like coming around the corner (laughs) and colliding with a mountain bike, which is one of my great fears. Um, but yeah, Mill Creek Canyon is awesome. I It's interesting. My favorite hike is up there. And we actually got a call about it because we asked people, listeners, to call in and tell us what their favorite local hike was. And it's the exact same as mine. Hey, CityCast. This is Hannah. I'm actually over in North Salt Lake, which is technically Davis County. But I'm a big Salt Lake City fan. And when I heard you guys were looking for the best hikes, I had to put in a plug for Lower Big Water. Um, to the top of Mill Creek Canyon, just barely past the point where you've been driving for a really long time and you start wondering if maybe you've missed the turn. Um, it's super popular and so you definitely have to be patient and conscientious when you go for parking. Uh, make sure that you're being nice to everybody around you and people take care of each other up there. But, um, I've done it when I'm really in shape and I've done it when I'm really not in shape. And it's been fun every time. There's wildflowers, there's uh, lots of beautiful trees, and it's pretty shady almost all the way up. So um, definitely big recommend on that one. Thanks. Bye. Okay, yeah, this is my favorite hike. She said, I think, Lower Big Water. I know it is Dog Lake. Have you done this, Olivia? 
Yeah. I love this hike. Yeah, I go to Dog Lake all the time. I mean, I love that this caller brought up the parking situation because I do feel like Mill Creek is the next canyon that we're going to have to get serious about access, like whether that's buses, hopefully not a gondola, (laughs) but like a cool bus system or something like that. Like, you know, if you want to do, if it's an odd day and you're trying to hike Dog Lake, it's, it can get a little chaotic in the parking area up there. Um, But for me personally, I find like the older I get and I, I'm 31, so I know that I'm not, like, getting old. But, like, the older I get, I really appreciate a steady incline. I don't need to scramble. Um, and I love that that lower Big Water Trail because it is such a steady incline. And the reason I like a steady incline is honestly not the uphill. It's the downhill. Like, given the choice between uphill and downhill hiking, I choose uphill. I'm a really, like I'm the, on the downhill, I'm always the slowest guy. Like I will be in the back. I'm very careful with my steps. I'm scared to fall. That's, (laughs) that's okay to do because otherwise you will have the search and rescue coming and hauling you out, which might be a good story or kind of embarrassing. And they work really hard. So the more careful we all are in keeping our ankles protected, then the better everybody is. (laughs) Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's hot cross buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. Um, we also got an email from a listener who said their favorite hike is Gloria Falls, which I haven't done. It's little, in Little Cottonwood Canyon, so not dog friendly. Um, but they said, I hike with a six and eight year old. So this is a super kid friendly one. It's pretty shady. Check. It's not terribly difficult. Check. There's a little light bushwhacking, they said, just before the falls at the end, which heightens the adventure value without being too difficult. Um, There's a couple of bridges, and this is a quote from their email that I love, an enchanting stream. Hmm. I know. Yeah. So uh, sort of like, what is this? 2.3 miles up for a cool payoff. Thank you, Jacqueline and Sandy. This is a great recommendation for people who are hiking with maybe elementary school kids that aren't ready to grind it out, but want to put in a little bit of work for the payoff. So that is one of the joys of hiking is earning it. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it's also a good hike for like, it's Saturday morning, you want to get out, you want your dose of nature, but you also want to go to the farmer's market. Like it's the weekend, there's a lot to do. And something like that will give you that restorative benefit that I think a lot of people are looking for when they go hiking. Um, And you don't have to get terribly sweaty and spend all day doing it. 
Yeah, I was in the car this morning with our lead producer, Emily Means, and I asked her what her favorite hike in Salt Lake City is, and she was like, City Creek, because it's paved. And I was like, that's a great answer. That canyon's awesome. Okay, Olivia, I have to ask you, what, in your opinion, is the best hike close to Salt Lake City? My best hike in the best ideal time, which is spring, on Stansbury Island. Probably like 40 minutes away from downtown to drive out there. Um, And there's several trailheads, uh, some petroglyphs. You could see like seashells from Bonneville Lake stuck into the rocks. Cool. Very special place. Yeah. Can you bring your dogs? Yes. I've never hiked there. Is there a fee? No. Um, the trailheads are shared between uh, mountain bikers and cyclists. Okay. There are some points, several points where you can like stand and get a 360 view of the Great Salt Lake. You get to see the smelter from there. Um, and just a, a really big, wide expanse of the Wasatch Mountains from a perspective that you don't get when you're like in Salt Lake Valley proper. Um, there are of course, like just so many options. I feel like people who are listening are probably like, I can't believe you didn't mention this Canyon or this place. Or like, how could you not shout out this hike? There's so much. Um, but one of the things that I think is cool about doing shows that are like the best is that everyone has their own personal best. And I mean that both in the, like what your coach tells you before a little league game way. (laughs) And also in the, like, it is interesting what everyone's personal rubric is for, what they're looking for in like a little outside adventure. Um, But I want to thank everyone that called in and shared their favorite hikes. And I want to thank you for sharing yours. Something I noticed this week is like, we did not get as many calls about this topic as we did about say breakfast burritos last week. And my suspicion is that it's because a lot of us, and I myself have been extremely guilty of this, can be very guarded with the outdoor spots that we love and maybe less inclined to share a hike that we like because the idea is that you don't want to run into a lot of people on the trail. Um, but I I kind of feel like it's not the best practice. I'm curious if you've noticed a lot of gatekeeping in the outdoor rec space and how you feel about it. It's hard for me to say about like the social meanness part and people just like not sharing information because as you alluded to, like I think people do have very valid concerns about places being overrun. It's not an, it's not a problem of population. It's not a problem of like individual contributions to like degrading a place. It's, it's a management problem. If you're afraid of your place your favorite spots being overrun and not well managed, then that's not an issue to like take with the people that you see on the trail. That's an issue to take up with the Bureau of Land Management field office or the Forest Service field office and and share your concerns. I think that is such good advice and good wisdom for people um, to... who, who are dealing with that like sort of conflict of, I know I should share these coordinates but I love all the things about this place as is, and I don't want to see it change. Everything's always changing all of the time. And the things that we really don't want to see change, like the fact that you can come here and know that it's going to be quiet and clean, know that you're going to like have really good chances of seeing wildlife, know that there's going to be the wildflowers. Like those are the things that we should say should never change. Those should always be like, the characteristics of nature that 
we give to our future generations. Olivia Juarez, thank you so much for your time. Happy trails. Thank you. <laughs> Likewise. A little news before we go. The Forest Service is proposing new changes to the recreation fees at 119 sites across the Uinta Wasatch Cache National Forest. This includes big and little cottonwood canyons. Some picnic areas might get cheaper. Some hiking areas might get more expensive. What's definitive is that the fee changes will impact thousands of hikers, rock climbers, and picnickers. The Forest Service has made a pretty succinct map with all the proposed changes, and you can browse online and then submit public comment via the website. The link is a little long, but I put it in the show notes for this episode, and it's in this morning's CityCast Salt Lake newsletter. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Next Wednesday, our The Best Show will be about the best boba tea in Salt Lake. That's right. Boba tea, folks, this is your day. What's your favorite spot or your favorite flavor? Who has the best tapioca? We want to know. Call and leave us a voicemail or text us at 801-203-0137. Or you can send us an email at saltlake at citycast.fm. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.